0: I didn't I mean definitely the ineptness is part of it but I also just means like when all of the characters are at their worst maybe i mean
1: i guess it is fun to see a bunch of already desperate nerds taken to their their peak of desperation they're not they're not having these boring conversations about comic book characters the entire time uh now they're all they're all fighting over their their, their right to exist and to produce offspring. It's, yes. It's, 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 this is an existentially important episode for, well, for like one character and then everyone else who just wants to fuck Sheldon's sister on the Big Bang Theory. Well, no, that's on the Big
0: Bang Theory. This is the Big Bang Theory. No, I also want to
1: fuck Sheldon's sister. So. Well,
0: okay. Fair enough. That's gross. Never mind. I
1: mean, literally, yeah, but no, I don't want to say it. It's nicer if you don't say it. it-
0: it was. You made it weird.
1: I mean, I did, I guess, but whatever. She's just a character on television. I don't see her as human, right? It's less creepy if I don't see the woman as human. Is yeah. that how that works?
0: I'm, well, I'm not sure the show sees her as
1: human either. So it's, it's Actually, over. I think the show is pricing. I think they actually they, they sort it out. On and off.
0: On. On, on. on and off. On and
1: off. This is a show where we watch this really stupid television show. We, we say that we're trying to figure out what people watch it. We don't understand. We watch it, and we sometimes we like it, and sometimes we don't. And this
0: time, I guess we liked it. Yes. I'm Kyle.
1: I'm Nick. So we watched a show. In this one, Sheldon has a sister, and she's hot, and everyone wants to do it with her. And then the, the episode ends.
0: Yeah, that really is. The whole episode is just we meet Sheldon's sister. She is very attractive and... I mean, it's just gross. I'm just going to jump, like, the entire episode is just relentlessly, just these thirsty boys just pumping up on her. It's like, like you could reenact this episode with, like, one of those tall poodles and, like, a bunch of little poodles just, like, running around her just trying to hump her leg, and that's basically this whole episode. So to start off with, just number one, how is it that Sheldon, Leonard, Raj... Who's the other one? Wallowitz. Wallowitz. All good friends, right? Mm-hmm. None of them knew he had a twin sister. Yeah. Well, and also... Or had seen a... I mean, I admittedly, this works a little better with Sheldon's character than with any other TV person, I suppose. It's less of a continuity hole, because I could imagine Sheldon is such a narcissistic, like, self-absorbed person that not only would he never mention having a twin sister, he would also have zero pictures of her. Mm-hmm. But you still, I mean, at a certain point... It's just hard to completely cut someone out of your life that you're like, roommate and all of your friends who have known you for years are not even aware of her existence at all. It had come up before, because I was thinking about the episode where
1: Sheldon's mom shows up. Yes. And says that, you know, she has Sheldon, which is a handful, but fortunately she has these other kids who are as dumb as bricks. Yes. And does that include the twin? And it wasn't worth mentioning that she was a twin. Also... I was really sad to see that twin sister wasn't dangerously stupid. I wanted that to come back. And it's, like, and it's not like she's Sheldon Smart or anything. She's a fraternal twin, which they point out, I mean, whatever. But uh, I I really wanted her to like to basically be like a sexy Mr. Magoo. Well, Mr. Magoo's not I stupid.
0: You wanted her to be blind. He's
1: stupid that he doesn't fix his fucking glasses. That's what his deal is. He's stupid that he's not investing in the technology that will help him get through. He's irresponsible, at the least. And being irresponsible is one of the stupidest things you can do.
0: Yes. Yeah, we don't get a lot about her character in this episode. She's mostly introduced. She's uh, she's as tall as Sheldon, which I guess is appropriate for a twin. She's wearing what I can only assume is like a magnificently engineered push-up bra, because, like, her cleavage is just on perfect display this whole episode. Now this is gross. <laughs> I, I'm just – I'm not saying, like, it was – it's not even – it was just a weird thing that I was thinking about. It's like, why is she – it's like her off day. She's just hanging out with her brother. Was just Did just, she dressed to kill, like, 24-7?
1: I mean, it was, it was a dress. She was wearing a dress, you know. She had a dress on. She I, took a dress and she put it on. If mm-hmm. she were in a t-shirt, it'd be more frustrating, you know, because then you'd be like, like, no, what's under there? <gasps>
0: like, it's, it's, just, you know, it's she's a hot person. It doesn't matter. It, like, that's, I guess that's what it, it's just a casting choice, but, like, she is so ridiculously attractive that it's just, like, some people, like, they just look so good. It's almost like a special effect in and it of itself. You know, that actually reminds me, I'm frustrated. I don't, maybe,
1: maybe I'm just not in the right circles, you know, maybe I'm not getting out there enough, but... Living in Los Angeles, I really expected to feel constantly ashamed of all the attractive Hollywood people running around. Like, like I would so obviously be a pariah because, like, I'm a Montana five, and so I'm a Los Angeles like hate crime. <laughs> like, it's I, I, I shouldn't be out in public, but uh, it's like, also, don't you ever just, don't you ever get bored of hot people? Like, they're all hot, you know? It's like, oh, hey, you're, like, because ugly people are ugly in a lot of different ways. Well, you got a lot to work with. Like, one little thing that's off, and you're like, I don't know. But, like, you can just keep adding shit on, and they get uglier and uglier. But sexy people, they have, like, a kind of type that you can fall yes, to. they're basically, I
0: mean, it's the, it's, 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 they're all chiseled out of the marble, and it just comes out the right way.
1: Yeah, and like, I'm not saying there's not a variety of hot people. No, but like, there's not,
0: though. There's only one.
1: And then you look people at people. someone that's not as hot as you want them to be, and, like, you would be hot if. Yes. And, no, but, like, you can... You can see just like a whole fucking whole barn that you open up and shine a flashlight into, and it's nothing but comedy writers, and you're just like, ah. But that's what f- I
0: was gonna say. I mean, the obvious answer to your question is why you're not surrounded by hot people is because you spend most of your time at like the the improv like and like yeah, with writers all, with, with, comedy, all, the, with all the fun aspiring like, actress types aspiring yeah aspiring snl actors you want to you take a regular acting class in this town and see what the actual aspiring actors and actresses look like it's a whole other deal that's
1: true now, let me th- or just go now i'm thinking about my dear pal jason who's like frustratingly handsome like i wish he were a worse person because he looks too good
0: yeah i have a i have some friends who are at i have a it's not even a I wish we were friends but we're just friends of friends this is literally a man I met him like the first time I met him I just walked into a room like he walked into the room and I was like thank God that I am not dating anyone for this man to just ruthlessly steal right now if he wanted to. You like, think he'd fuck someone that you're dating? No, but I'm just, no, it's just like... Now it's just who's like, got it's the like, ego? It's like, thank God that I don't have anything, any weak links. Thank God that I'm alone so that I don't have to be more insecure about my life in the presence of this man who is just so unbelievably tall and perfectly handsome and has a deep voice. And you know what really fucking pissed me off? Dude was smart. Dude is smart. It's just not fair when they look like that, and they're also smart. That's just, it's not right. Yeah. You should have to choose. I think the most honest
1: form of eugenics is the one that acknowledges that you would not make the cut. Yes. Like, that's, I think that's the problem, is people that propose it are always like, well, I'm of the superior class, and so we have to get rid of all these other defects. But I should just, like, get a group of people together and, like, we're taking a ship away from the beautiful land. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's this, always this, it's this always co- nice
0: when the, like the fucking alt riders who are like, well, we really just need to let the the you know the white men who know what they're doing rule the world. And you're like, like Ben Shapiro, that's your idea of like what the the pinnacle of society looks like. Is he like? like four foot eight by the way? He's so little. He's, He's a the, little little guy. I, yeah, I mean, it's just not
1: not yeah. like that tall drink of water, Mister Peterson. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, sorry, doctor. Doctor, if he heard that, he'd tell he'd call me out for my cultural Marxist ignorance. Now we're really getting carried away, you know. That's but that's what happens. You start you you, you bring up women in front of me, and I just got to get back to Jordan B. Peterson. He's, a,
0: he's got a lot of things to say. Yes. So anyway, she they didn't need her to be that attractive to make Jesus this episode. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they could have brought in like an eight, and the episode would have still what is functioned. Wrong with you? She's oh, my God. (laughs) They could have really did the
1: episode a disservice. I mean, I I understand what an attractive person looks like, you know, and they could have just, like, had someone that was, like, coded hot. They didn't need to have somebody that was, like, obviously. So, like, you know, you could now I I was going to I was going to name somebody, but I was going to I was going to say them as, like, a, a fake hot person. And then I decided not to do that because I'm not going to belittle Anna (laughs) Faris.
0: But yeah, they just, I mean, what is, what is up? So now we are like, so we have to ask what is up with this family, right? Because one of them, like you said, is like a super genius Mm -hmm. and the other is a supermodel. What other super
1: traits are left worth having?
0: So they all meet her and they all instantly decide that they are going to just like ridiculously overhit on her every yeah. just unsubtle thing they can say just just open thirst just the and thirst cannot be measured it's weird that they're able to do that oh yeah that's a huge that's why was, it's a huge plot hole in this episode there's a moment where Leonard just walks across the hall knocks on cuz she eventually as is probably the most reasonable thing in this whole episode she lasts like 10 minutes and then is like I gotta get out of here and Penny rescues her and she spends the rest of the episode hiding in Penny's apartment and presumably like writing the Tumblr post or Reddit post that she will put, or I'm sorry, she's a, the Medium post. I'm trying to get the right demographics here. Writing the Medium post. Okay, the Jezebel post. Fuck, yeah, Jezebel. So there's going to be an article in Jezebel about how I had to, you know, thank God I was able to hide in the apartment across the hall from my brother and his weird friends who are all trying to fuck me. But anyway... So there's a scene where Leonard just crosses the hall, knocks on Penny's door, and says to Penny, in one of the many weird exchanges Leonard and Penny have in this episode, oh hey, you're still dating someone else, right? You're totally unavailable. And she's like, yes, I am. I'm glad he squeezed it in still. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, cool. Can I talk to, can I talk to Missy? And she's like, yes. So Missy comes to the door and he's like, hey, which as long as you're in town, would you like to have dinner to me tonight? Which raises the question, why can't he walk across the hall and just ask Penny out on a date? I Oh,
1: maybe the difference is between love and lust. He loves Penny for reasons that don't really add up. <laughs> they don't have much in common. They don't get along that well. They <laughs> live next to each other. They but know for nothing about each other. Yeah, no, it's, it's just not working out. <laughs> but, but he is like... His brain is overridden by hormones, and he can't help it. Like, he's, he's out of control of his body.
0: That in the show is stupid, but maybe that has to do with it. Oh, I mean, I, I, can't, I mean at least that, that – I mean, it. I don't like what it implies about Leonard, but at least it gives me something to work with. So if Leonard only wanted – if Leonard were only into Penny for her body, then he would be perfectly capable of asking her out. But instead, he loves her, so he – emotionally manipulates her, trying to get her to fall in love with him instead. Yeah, that kind of checks out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, steal someone's mail off enough that they come to depend on you when you you do find some of it for them to get, you know, the stuff you're allowed to, to filter through, not the letters from relatives or or or, or lovers or... No, you got to make it, her it, feel isolated. Yeah, anyone that's trying to confirm that she's still alive, That you know, all of that goes. Um, but then Missy shows up and... Uh, oh god. Yes. But also I think I don't want to waste time in what I think is the most important part of uh the episode that doesn't happen, which is uh all of the nerds are fighting over Missy's affection and literally so literally Yeah, they're they're wrestling, they're trying to figure out who gets to be her suitor, and Sheldon just doesn't give a shit. And Leonard, uh, in his genius tactic, is uh, takes Sheldon aside and is like, Sheldon, these creeps are trying to fuck your sister. Are you going to stand for that? And he's like, yeah, why? I don't like why. The, the, that's her life. I mean, she can have sex whoever she wants. And Third it's like, wave feminism. Sex so yeah, positive. I it's mean, like, he doesn't
0: say any of that, but, you know, it's on the right track.
1: Well, I, I I think he says it by, you know, not assuming that he has any control or interest in what her sister does and so what his sister does. Uh, but, yeah, so Leonard does that. And he's like, hey, you know what? We have the same genes. There is a chance that if she does have a child, that could be the next me. And I have an an interest in that. That's high yeah. stakes.
0: Yeah, he basically convinces convinces Sheldon that, hey, remember, eugenics is, is technically a thing. Yeah. That's basically all he says. IQ's hereditary.
1: And so he decides that he is going to go and try – He's not going to go out and try to find the best suitor, but he's at least going to block the incompatible suitors. And so he immediately is like, none of you nerds qualify and they don't get it. Which the was a good fails. call. But what he should have done is yes. had sex with his sister. Absolutely. That's the only reasonable solution. Yes.
0: So I'm one, I am 100% on board with you. I was like, the only logical place this is going in Sheldon's mind. Because we know if there's one thing we know about Sheldon, it's that he will never really accept. The idea that anyone else in the world can contribute the same things that he can to it—the only really logical place for Sheldon's mind to go was, well, if I really want to make sure that uh, my sister is having sex with the person who is most likely to produce a genius offspring, incest is really the only way to go.
1: Yes, I don't expect—I don't expect the show to have Sheldon to have sex with his sister. Of course not. That would be ludicrous, you know. And if it were—if it were a more serious television, there'd at least be a tasteful. Uh, montage. You know, it would be heavily implied. For a show like this, I at least expect a negotiation. Yeah, I want to hear at least Sheldon a- making the case.
0: Yeah. You would think you would have brought it up. Yeah. I, 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 I It's so surprising and to me it didn't come up at all. You might wonder if, like, so here's another thing that I guess is supposed to be an example of her sense of Humor. When she first introduces oh, her geez, relationship that's... to them, they're like, Hey Sheldon, who is this hot woman standing next to you? Oh, because Wallowitz has been stalking her from the parking lot. Let's not overlook that and come back to that. Um,
1: it's, it's almost not worth noting anymore. But <laughs>
0: yeah, go on. Yeah, that's how that's how they're introduced to her because Wallowitz is like, "Hey Leonard, there's this uh, there's this woman I've been stalking, and she just walked into Sheldon's office." Okay. Yes. Anyway, and so they're like, "Hey Sheldon, who is uh, who is this? Uh, I can't remember exactly. And they're like, "What's?" you know how do you know each other and she's like oh i once spent 9 months with my legs wrapped around his head which i guess is a metaphor for like the two uh like embryos being like slightly no. joined together in the in the womb is my only guess of what she meant by that but I mean, she had to know how that sounded yeah
1: yeah but uh i mean maybe maybe she was trying to commit in utero fratricide like, maybe she spent nine months with her... Trying legs. to kill him? Yeah. Like, trying to, to to squeeze whatever amniotic fluid out of him that he was trying to... Actually, I don't know. You know, I know that the the, the the fetuses, they chill out in the amniotic fluid. I don't know what's coming in through that little tube. I don't know what actual nutrients are coming in through your umbilical cord. Does the mommy just make a good juice? Is it just blood that has the good juice in it? What are
0: babies... I don't know. I don't know what a baby is. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, well, I don't know, but it's the exact same thing as a fetus. You're right. Okay. I, I. Thanks for sorting that out for me. But yeah, it's. It's hard to like
1: really get into the, the grit on this one because it's such a beating you over the head episode of just it it's it's a really safe like family television horny sex romp is all it is. Yeah.
0: It it's just like. And it's just – and nobody reacts with, like, any kind of – like, frankly, not even the the sister seems all that bothered by the fact that these incredibly awkward dudes are just blatantly, you know, trying to get in her pants. You know, and I think – And maybe, will not leave her be. Maybe that's worth pointing out is that she
1: is a saint because she has every right to – be horrible to these people. Oh yeah, and she'd be justified because they're gross.
0: I mean, I, she really probably should have maced Wallowitz at one or two points in that episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Raj, in what is a joke that really just doesn't go anywhere, he uh, he signs up for an experimental medication to
0: combat social anxiety. You know what I wondered about that? Now so. that I'm thinking about, it? it's probably just because they were like, if this episode is only. Wolowitz and Leonard hitting on her. It's just not enough people trying to fuck her to be funny. It's like we need all of them except Sheldon to be trying to have sex with her at once. And then someone was like, but we have a deep commitment to our own continuity if we know that Raj would never just be like horn-dogging up on a woman telling her about how his culture created the Kama Sutra, which is another thing, another way yeah. this episode is racist several times. Well, the, the
1: racism, I think, is almost overwhelmed... By knowing that, like, when Raj isn't socially anxious, he's yucky, too. Oh, yeah. It's not like, I can't talk to ladies. Like, imagine, like, he's just running around, like... I shouldn't be allowed to talk to ladies. He must be just, like, so fucking tight all day, every day, because he can't can't express it at all. And, like, every woman he sees, like, maybe that's what's really going on. It's not social anxiety. He's just so, like, jacked up from these uh, repressed sexual urges... And finally, he gets something that chills him out a little bit so he can ha- he can get it out safely, you know? Yeah. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm uh, from a culture that, like, did some cool sex stuff. And I can do that with you, too. Ha, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> ha, And she's sandwiched between uh, Raj and uh, Wallace the sex criminal, on a couch. And they're both, like, leaning into her, like, breathing hard and trying to seduce her. And she's just sitting there like, this is fine. This is fine. This is what being in this body is like. This is just what my life is. I don't have anywhere else to go. I'm I'm Sheldon's sister. I don't know anyone in LA, so I guess I'll just I'll just sit here and and not know what to do when the oil from their skin is close enough to my body that it becomes part of me. That's great. It's cool the way that she like is pretty straightforward when
0: she turns all of them down, I guess. I don't know. Well actually this is so this is the end of that joke is Raj shows up at her door and for God knows what reason, entirely arbitrarily, which is fine, I guess. She's like, actually, you are the one I would probably have sex with if I were going to have sex with one of you today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, by, But his medication is wearing off, and rather than just, like, pop another pill, I guess they only gave him the one, and so he can't talk to her. And he, yeah, and so he just screeches <laughs> several times <laughs> just <laughs>
1: before walking away. Which is fun. Yes. You laughed really hard at that.
0: I, and, then and, you I were, and then you said,
1: yeah, you explained that you were ashamed. Is it because you found it funny? I asked you and then I got distracted. It, so. was,
0: it was just, I don't know why that was, like, it, I think it was mostly just the noise he made. But it was just like, it was just like this whole joke, this whole, like, subplot of Raj, like, being able to talk in this episode has been leading up to this moment where he makes this wounded, emasculated cry and then wanders off. I think that was the other thing, was the callback. Because when he's first introduced to her, um, they're like she's like, oh, and who is this? He just stares at her. And then he turns around and he walks away. Which was also probably one of the funniest yeah. moments in the episode. So what you're saying
1: is not only was it a good joke, but it had uh, a good extended delivery and payoff. You, you were acknowledging enjoying something on purpose that they did.
0: Yeah, it was literally probably the only, like, moment of actual crafted humor in the episode where I was like, ha, huh, some skill went into that. It
1: was pretty good. Though, When in that first instance, when, so when they all very first meet, first meet Missy, yeah, Raj can't talk yet. And so Leonard and Wallowitz are very much tipping their fedoras and maladying all over her. And Raj comes in to, to follow suit. But uh, he can't speak. And so he just walks away. And he's walking down a hallway towards the corner. And then he takes a right. And I was disappointed. So I just wanted him to, like, walk into the corner and just, like, push himself deeper and deeper in until he, like, became part of the wall. At the very least, I wanted some, like, weird Blair Witch thing to happen where they had to come check on him and then they presumably were murdered. But I really would have liked for him to just, like, like force his matter, like his 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 particles in through the building to escape the situation. So
0: cut to the office, like on the other side, where his face is like slowly peeking through, like a like a ghost screaming out of the wall.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: that's. And then uh, he's he's
1: screaming in pain, and you can see him like his his, his what can push through the 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 porous surface wriggling and writhing around as it tries to become whole again and then uh, the, uh, the students in the in this room sit up and they they point out what a hideous thing they're like oh the, the the visage of an insecure indian man is developing before my eyes and and a woman comes up and says oh what can we do and he just goes still and then starts receding <laughs> yes. back into the wall and then he just is the building from that point and he he is, he's like a reverse haunting? Yeah. He's not like, he's not like bothering people that are there. He's always just like, he's trying to get out and receding
0: from every interaction with a female. It's like, they bring in an exorcism. It's like, you really, you got to kill, you got to clear all the co-eds out of this building if you want to fix this thing. Please. Yeah.
1: Poor Raj, I guess. I don't know. Every time he can speak, he fucking sucks. But he's cute. He could have done some mind work, you know, that'd be fun. He could have really debased himself that way. I'd have enjoyed that.
0: It's interesting, the question of whether it's just that he can't speak or whether he could, if Raj learned sign language, could he communicate with women that way? Yeah. Could he pretend that he was, like, mute, and then just, like, that be, like, his horrible, like, way of tricking women into sleeping with him is by pretending to have, like, a disability and being mute, and then they, like are out like they're taking a shower and like his mom calls and they hear him talking on the phone with his mom and they realize that they've been deeply conned and they never trust another man again that sounds par for the course yes sounds more like something wallowitz would do but not really that strange for anyone involved in this show you know i guess i can appreciate that
1: wallowitz at least stays pretty of level in his sex criminal activity like, having to face, like, the, more, the most gorgeous woman he's ever encountered, he doesn't get any grosser. Like, he is committed to his, his level of sex crime. And in a way, I guess I respect that, you know? Like, he, comparatively, is keeping it cool.
0: He's no hornier than ever. He's like, fellows, I have trained for this my entire life. Don't worry. Also, Penny, what the fuck is going on with Penny in this whole episode? Because she just watches all of this unfold. I mean, it's not like she's a total, like, enabler. She does, like, allow Missy to take refuge in her apartment. Yeah. But this whole time that they're, like, you know, she seems to think it's funny. And I don't, I, I it guess. Is. I don't why, but why does she think it's funny?
1: I think, I think Penny can laugh at it. On the one hand, because she's just happy it's not her this time. She, like, gets to sit and take a break and be like, go nuts, boys, all right? Like, I've got laundry to fold. I've got mail to find. Like, I, I've i got things to do. Have your fun. And at the same time, it's probably really amusing knowing how inept they are. In that, you know, worst-case scenario, Wallowitz ends up, yeah, getting pepper sprayed or something. They're harmless. It's adorable watching them try. Like, it's fine. But... I think I want to check in about something that we haven't checked in on in a while, which is why do people watch this show? We know why we're doing it. Why, why? Why? Well, no, not really. But why do people out in the world watch it? What? Not just this episode, but from what we've seen so far, what is appealing? It's easy. You don't have like you don't have to think about the jokes because they're usually not jokes. That's something, right?
0: Yeah. Did I tell you the story of my friend who was talking about his friend who was a fan of the Big Bang Theory and he was like he was like I like it because I can just turn it on and not think but that's like a very stressful job and this is he's like this is basically just weed like concentrated you know what I do to
1: do that though
0: I just smoke
1: weed and then I, I still watch things that are better than the Big Bang Theory like I don't have to like I bet if I got really high and watched this you know maybe I'd be mesmerized by I was to
0: say, the last time that happened, we got really confused.
1: That was a bad coincidence. <laughs> that was the most yeah, complicated we to watch episode. We
0: have episode of The Big Bang Theory. Uh,
1: but yeah, so that's, I think that, yeah, it is easy. You can relax to it, I guess. If you have, you know, it's kind of like the Transformers movies where they're, they're awful and they're not even that fun. They're just kind of a mess you know, you want to go see big robots beat stuff up. And then it's so much less of the movie than you think it'll be. And when they do do it, you can't even tell what's going on. It's just a bunch of shapes and noises. And maybe that's, like, what this is to the sitcom. Like, obviously, it's not going to have chaotic action scenes. But you can have a character who just comes on, and they're just like, Ha ha, funny tie, Star Wars girl I like. Am I right, Boba Fett comic book? ha ha ha! And people eat it up because they're like, ah, I see guys like that sometimes. Ah, that's a guess.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a really good guess. It's just, I guess my what I want to know is how does the how did the show know it was gonna get away with it? Because like when they made Friends, that show is fucking multi-dimensional compared to this one. That's mostly like, but the characters here each have their
1: thing. Like Leonard is the guy. <laughs> and Sheldon is the the smart guy. They're all the smart guy. And but he's the exceptionally smart guy.
0: They're all that's that's like it is literally like the the grains of distinction between these four characters. Well, I mean Raj I guess is the outlier cuz he's like the brown smart guy and then Wallowitz is the sex criminal and Penny's the girl. It's yeah, like it's like it's like someone was like what if four nerds who literally have like are entirely the same person except for like we're each going to give them one little like eye patch thing that defines them that makes them a little different. Kyle,
1: look at your hand. Look at your own hand. Tell me what you see on there. You got four fingers and a thumb, right? Yes. All your fingers kind of look the same, but they all
0: have different purposes and you recognize that. They have different purposes? They do. What's the... Okay. I'm holding that. I'm going to hold up each finger. You tell me what it's for specifically. Well, they don't, index have, they don't each have one specific
1: purpose, but you don't use each finger for what you'd use with the other fingers. For instance, this is, you know, just an example. You're flipping somebody off. You know that you do that with your middle finger. It's the same as the other fingers, but you only do it with your middle finger. You only wear a ring on one of your fingers if you're married or engaged or whatever. Your pinky is the finger that you raise when you lift a glass. Your index finger is what you use to make dramatic accusational gestures, all of them look the same, yet each one of them has a distinct purpose. And what's that? There are four of them, like Leonard, Sheldon, Wolowitz, and Raj. And then there's one that doesn't quite look like the others, but kind of does the same stuff. That's your penny, all right? They're all one unit. They all kind of look the same. They're nothing, they're really special. But they all have their thing, you know? And this is the hand, the show is the hand that holds you through what it thinks is a safe comedy experience. You don't have to think that hard. You just you just look and you're like, I recognize that these are humans, and I know that humans are same but different. And so if they do the same thing, that's fine. And if they do different things, I can expect that because I know that humans do different things sometimes. Well, by that same logic, I
0: mean, can you imagine? I think it's ridiculous to have clearly defined archetypes. I see that. That was my next question: is could you remake the show and make them literally like? Could they be four identical twin brothers? Like, is there a version of this show where it's just, like, like four quadruplets, like, you know, living together in the same apartment, all going to the same college? You're trying to make a ridiculous premise, but I don't know why that show doesn't exist yet. That's incredible. What happens when you have four people who are identical that are trying to live out in the world? And their world? names all set. So it's, like, Rod, Todd. That doesn't work. Just a bunch of Ben's. <laughs> yeah. All of them are Ben. Not Benjamin, Benny, Ben...
1: Benifer, Just a bunch of Benz. Two and a half Benz. <laughs> They're all in love with a lady named Mercedes.
0: <laughs> and together they are Mercedes <laughs> Benz. Well, fuck, I don't know why we're making this podcast. We need to get over to NBC Universal and start pitching this shit right now.
1: What would you take away
0: from this episode to hold forever dear and near to your heart? Well, I'm going to work in the other segment that we forgot about as mine. I'm going to, cause we've, we've talked for way too long. But we I'm going gonna, gonna to combine two things Then we never talked about the name of this episode because we oh, fucked up. It, yeah, that's we, true. So we fucked up and we accidentally watched the episodes in the wrong order. And we discovered that cause when we looked up the name of this episode, we, we couldn't possibly figure out what it had to do with the actual episode. So the name of the episode is what? The pork chop indeterminacy. Okay, whatever. Um, And so we were like, there were no pork chops in that episode, which is why we figured out we'd watch the wrong one. There were no pork chops in this episode either. The entire title of the episode comes from a single throwaway line wherein which Wallowitz says, is the reason you won't let me sleep with your sister because I'm Jewish. Because I would murder my rabbi and eat a pork chop right now yeah, just to get with her. And that's the only time the word pork chop shows up. It's it's really getting to
1: the point where it's our fault for being surprised, though. Because it's, it's kind of like people who, like, every time Trump does a new shitty thing, someone's like, can you believe he did such and such? It's like, yes. Yes, I can.
0: Are you saying that the, that if we can figure out the reason people watch the show, we'll know why people voted for Donald Trump? I think this
1: show is the reason why people voted for Donald Trump. Because if 11 million people just want to shut their brains off and laugh at a guy who like can't speak and another guy who just won't stop humping things and that's all they expect then they're probably not putting in a lot of like they, they've got the they've got the big orange guy now who also just says dumb
0: shit that they don't have to think and about and goes around humping things Yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting to something. This episode was weirdly – I mean they try – they do a little lip service at the end where the sister is like, hey, Sheldon, it's not cool that you and your friends are just acting like if one – of like once the four of you agree which one of you gets to have sex with me, like that's just magically going to happen. Really not cool. But by then it was too late. It was way too late. That ship had sailed way earlier in the episode when everyone, including Leonard, who I don't know why I assumed Leonard would be the the good, the noble one – of the four of them, because I have zero evidence to base that on. But I was, for some reason, that doesn't make any sense, especially disappointed in him for thinking that he could get into Missy's panties by going through Sheldon as if like, like going to Sheldon and being like, hey, Sheldon, give me the green light to hook up with your sister was all it was going to take. I just learned how grossed out I am by the word panties. So
1: I know that about myself now. That's good, I guess. What are you taking away? Near and dear
0: to your heart. Hold it forever. Share it only with your loved ones. This show is funnier when, like, I hate myself for it, but it's, this episode made me laugh a lot. And it was mostly just because all of the characters were absolutely morally objectionable in it. So for whatever reason, when all of the characters just abandon all principle and just become raving creatures of the id, it works better. Yeah. I can see. I can agree to
1: that. Because that, you really... I think you you really want to see characters at their extremes. That's you know it's the strong choices that make it worth watching.
0: Well, maybe this is what I'm trying to say. Is I kind of thought like the characters in every episode were at their extreme because it's hard to imagine them getting that much more cartoonish than they are at any given moment. But yeah. This episode, this episode showed me what Eleven really looks like on that scale.
1: It's really it's raised our expectations, which we actually already know we're going to be let down. So that's great. Like factually, certainly we know. Oh yeah. Uh what I will take away is Sheldon's lack of interest in who his sister is sleeping with. Because what that says to me is that, you know, nerds and people and anyone else who gets upset about a lady's business, it's because they they do take that real active interest. It's not that they have some sort of old belief or something like that. You know, Sheldon has all of his own beliefs and feelies. He doesn't have a default state. He just doesn't give a shit. He could, he would have a reason to, and he doesn't. And so I feel like it's good to know that he can be that example. And that when you see some overhyped D-bag that's all freaking out about what, what dingus' ladies want their dingus to dingus. That's, that's really not society's problem. That's, that, that's their fucking problem. They can just chill out. Chilling out is the easiest, simplest solution to it.
0: Well, except by the end of the episode, Sheldon does seem to be pretty on board.
1: Well, that's because he has a genetic imperative, and that's a completely different, reasonable thing, and I still believe he should have slept with his sister.